0: what's up everybody tyler here today i have for you a very special interview with the one and only grant Ament. as a twarton finalist in 2019 along with a historic season from an assist standpoint grant came into 2020 as one of the best players in the nation now with his season cut short he looked to the pll instead and he was taken number one overall by the archers this was an awesome interview. He touches on preparing for the tournament, how he's been interacting with guys, what he's done in his free time, and shares some college memories as well. Plus, a ton more. It was an awesome time, but I'll let you hear it for yourself. So, here you go. All right, everybody. You heard me in the intro. Joining me right now on his morning drive is none other than Grant Ament. And it's Ament. Made sure to uh, be clear on that as you did make it clear. With Rabel last week, so I've got you from here on out, Uh, Grant. How are we? Bright and early on this Thursday morning.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks, thanks for getting my name right. Yeah, Rabel. uh, Paul, Paul uh, definitely made sure that everybody was saying it right, um, because I guess I guess he had a similar experience in college. um, So appreciated that uh i know my family did my it definitely uh is more important to my parents than it is to me i don't i don't like correcting people but
0: um finally nice to have the the world now yeah it's it's definitely one of those things you hate having to point out i know my i sometimes get a cunning ham instead of a cunning ton and that's pretty brutal so uh (laughs) i feel you there uh where are you headed right now to Long Island. Um,
1: I'm going to do some, some video work with uh, Rob Pinnell um, to, for, for our new app. Uh, so, we'll be able to put a little bit more content out for our users. Um, so, going up there, um, shooting some videos, breaking them down, and then and then driving back uh, to, to Philadelphia tonight.
0: There you go. Alright, the Attack Academy. Shameless uh, ad right there. Uh, but... <laughs> Getting in uh, some work always. That should be sweet. Strong Island. Yeah. All right, so yeah. first, I know you've been asked this probably a ton of times already, but now that it's sort of been a week uh, since you were first taken in the draft, you've had some time to sort of let it sink in. Has, has, it, has it hit you any differently? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it hasn't really hit me quite yet.
1: Um, I, I think because, um, you know, for, for two reasons. I think first and foremost, right, I mean, obviously, this is a dream come true for me, but it's not necessarily a life changer, right? I'm, I, I didn't sign a multi-million dollar contract yeah. or anything like that. Um, so, so in that aspect, it's it's not a huge change for me. Um, and, and then the other one is like, you know, I'm I'm I've kind of you know I was really excited in the beginning, but I think my my attention's more turned to um, you know, sweet. I'm a number. I'm a number one draft pick, but you know, I haven't really proven anything in this league, so. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to kind of take it with a with a grain of salt and um, understand that you know I'm I'm low man on the totem pole again. So you know I need I need to work my way up and gain the respect. You know, obviously first and foremost of my teammates uh, on the field, and then and then hopefully um, of of my opponents. Uh, you know, after this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and you mentioned a lot of those things there. I'm wondering, in terms of getting advice sort of on the whole process, were you reaching out to any current pros, you know, you're sort of acquainted with, or did any guys even go out of their way, you know, to reach out to you? Yeah, that's, see, that's one of the cool things I love about our sport,
1: and and, and that it's such a close group, Um, and, you know, I had guys from other teams reach out, and um, just, just guys that, you know, randomly just came across, you know, Instagram and just shot me a DM saying, hey man um excited to have you in the league uh best of luck with anything everything let me know if you need anything uh from me um so you know i I think it's been really nice and then and then as as for advice um you know i I definitely talked to to will manny and marcus holman a, a good bit now and um and then you know obviously going up to to long island right now to see rob pinnell and he's he's obviously a good friend and mentor of mine so um yeah, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely been nice having those guys around. Just because you know, for me, you know, I, I'm I'm new to all this, so um, you know, I'm just really excited to be able to you know have have guys that I can count on. And um, you know, they haven't really given too much advice yet. They're kind of just letting me letting the ticket storm. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I know that if I had a question on anything, um, you know, they're just a phone call away, which is. Which is pretty comforting in this in this type of time because you know I look at it and there aren't going to be a lot of rookies in the PLL, so I'm not I'm kind of going to be alone in that aspect.
0: Yeah, and you and you hit on it right there with uh, the other guys sort of taken in a in a pretty short draft, and we you know obviously we know why. Um, I'm wondering, you know, did you have you hit up any of those other guys, those 13 guys taken? Maybe anybody you're familiar with, or maybe you didn't know at all, but you kind of just wanted to you know reach out and say what's up because now you're kind of in the similar boat. Yeah, so um, so Brian Costabile and I, um, our, Brian Costabile's older brother Craig and my older brothers Blake and Brandon actually lived together in college. Uh-huh. Um, they, they played on the Penn
1: State club team together. So Brian and I know each other, and then we also got to know each other through the, the USA U nineteen process. Um, so you know, uh, you know he's he's a guy that you know I've definitely reached out with, and then and then obviously Jack Rapine because because the Archers picked him up and. Um, you know, the fun thing with him is, you know, him and I have known each other for a long time and we battled
0: against each other in college and, yeah. you know, we're finally on the same team. So I think it's a, it's a pretty cool thing how it, how it came full circle for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Love, loved, loved to, also love to hear about the, uh, about, about, some guys playing club. Can't forget about the club guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, my bro- my brothers will be happy to hear that. So, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> sort of as a culmination now, you know, you, you get drafted, You get some of this advice you're talking to guys we know that physically you know this tournament's going to demand a lot uh with it being super rapid fire and obviously the league itself demands a lot i know you're taking care of that end with you know conditioning and lifting but so what are you doing about your game sort of specifically i'm sure a lot of these defensemen are love hearing how incredible the archers attack is going to be and probably want nothing more than to come straight at you guys and you as a rookie so, you know, how is one of the best players in all of college looking to sharpen his skills even more? Is it your offhand? Is it shooting? Enlighten me.
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. I, and I think, um, you know, if I could dummy it down to, to one thing, um, I, I would say it, it's definitely continuing to work on my footwork and my dodging ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing, one piece of advice that Marcus Holman uh, offered me uh, last Last Thursday, the the day after the draft, was you know, you you got to earn your slides in this league, and um, you know, they aren't going to slide off you uh, um, unless you prove that you can beat your defender time in and time out. um, You know, I definitely knew that, and you know, there were a few games last year, like I think about the Johns Hopkins game where um, you know, they they, they didn't really slide at all, and uh, I definitely had to to react to that situation, And, and that's that's okay um and it's it, it kind of just forced me to uh you, you know be be a little bit more of a threat as a dodger and a finisher um so i, I definitely think i'm working on that stuff um and, and then and then the other stuff right i mean the conditioning the lifting like that's that's all a huge 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 part of it in my opinion I, I look at my my 2019 season and um you know being able to have have success on the field was great but I was at my peak um from a weight room perspective uh that I've ever been off the field um in that season and I hit personal records in the weight room that that spring and um you know was able to continue to keep building muscle uh in that time and I think that's something that a lot of people don't really realize is you know the weights aspect has become a huge aspect of uh being successful when playing because you you know, you're going against these guys. Like I think about going against Tucker Durkin and, you know, he's built, he's built like a lot. Li- he's built like a middle linebacker. Yeah. And so you need, you need to be strong first and foremost um, to be able to take those checks and then, you know, able to use your feet uh, and your quickness after that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's no under understating the amount of uh, strength and power in the PLL for sure. I'm wondering. We'll step away from it for a little bit. Outside of all that training you're doing, you know, what else have you been doing to occupy all this free time on your hands? I mean, we're all been at, we've all been in the same boat. You big Xbox, PS4 guy. What have you been trying your hand at? <laughs>
1: um. So, so I'm not a video games guy. I uh, I really have never been. Uh, okay. I was never one that good at them so uh that never helped but um you know I, I lived in a neighborhood where uh it was kind of the kids were all the same age so we were outside every day growing up so i never really got into that habit Love that. um and uh so so for me i mean my my days are actually relatively busy i i've i've been doing some coaching um with some kids in the area on the side and um, which which has been which has been a lot of fun. There's some great talent in my area that uh, in 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 the high school era, in the high school uh, age bracket that um, you know I really enjoy coaching them and uh, mm-hmm. so so doing that um, along with the the attack academy stuff that I talked about earlier yeah. um, and, and then and then you know specifically talking about you know the, the past few weeks um, you know I'm, I'm hoping to be able to. Uh, you know, that it sells down a little bit, but all this media stuff and, and that kind of stuff has really kept me busy um, in that aspect, and then, um, you know, most recently, uh, you know, it's done now, but, you know, I, I was a student, so, you know, I still had I still had a little bit of class that I had to take care of, right. uh, first and foremost, so I could get my diploma um, <laughs> in, in, in the mail, which I, I assume is in the mail, they, they announced my name on, on graduation day, so uh, we're still waiting on that,
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sigh of relief. You know, you get to see your name. So you're like, all right, I I did it. I did it. We don't don't have to worry about that anymore. And, and speaking of college as you know, as that's now wrapped up, unfortunately all good things have to come to an end. So college is obviously one of those. I, myself, I'm going to be a senior this year. So I'm right there behind you. With your career officially done now at university park, you know, what are one or two experiences you had with Penn state lacrosse that you're going to carry with you going forward forever?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question, and there are so many memories that uh, you know. I, I love, I love zooming with I, I zoom with with guys and guys in uh, the 2019 class, the class that I came in with. We, we zoom basically every week, yeah. um, and it always ends in, in stories about you know 6 a.m. workouts yeah. or you know funny nut. Like it always it always is brought up, and I think. You know those types of memories, and and more importantly, the, the shared memories that I have with my teammates, um, and the shared experiences, both good and bad, I think is is the um, those memories are the, the the key part to to why the experience was so special because um, you know it created bonds that um, you know are, are going to last far longer than. Uh, the, the time that we have, you know, wearing the blue and white jersey. Um, so I, I think that is definitely something that I'm going to carry, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart. You know, funny workouts when guys were throwing up, or, uh, you know, uh, coach getting into us one day at practice and looking back on it maybe a little bit ridiculous that he got into us like mm-hmm. just 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 silly things um that that in the moment I'll be, I'll be honest like weren't always the most fun but looking back on it it's just you know it's hilarious thinking about you know what we went through when we were freshmen and um you know the different different experience that we had um so i, I think that's probably the number one thing and then the number two is you know along with that class um you know I think the biggest thing that, that I'm anxious to see is, um, you know, once, once, once I graduate, you know, being an alumni, um, you know, is is that brand of lacrosse still going to carry on that field? And and the hope is, and we talked about this a lot with, with the team is that, you know, no matter who puts on the number one Jersey next year, um, you know, it, it may not be an attackman, It may not be, um, you know, an offensive player, but, um, whoever does it, you know, still carries themselves and, and holds themselves to, to the high standards. And um, I, I think it, that's something that's pretty cool with our program, that, that we're just trying to build a culture, not necessarily just, you know, a one-hit wonder type team, but it to be the expectation to continue to keep winning and to continue to keep, uh, you know, making it to Final Four weekend.
0: You hit the, you hit that right on the head. I was I was about to ask you, and, in, and you don't have to go into great detail because you kind of just did. But, you know, you are in a way serving as sort of the stamp on Penn State's sort of rise to now being a college power. You know, being, you know, I would say the best player to come out of the program and now being taken number one. You said to Rabel, you know, you believe that you guys put Penn State on the map. And I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. So I'm wondering, you know, what are your, you know, your hopes slash like visions for, you know, the program sort of going for the, going forward in the future and and uh, how soon do you see them getting back to championship weekend
1: yeah i I've, i mean i I've, there, there have been a lot of people that have, that have asked and they're saying oh like you know are, are they going to be the same i i have no doubt in my mind that next year they'll they'll be back um we will be back in in uh you know the conversation of, of top team in the country um i i think we're I mean, to be honest, I actually think we're kind of being disrespected right now on uh, the way that that people are are talking about us. You know, guys questioning whether or not Mac's going to be just as successful. The the kid's the best shooter in college across history. He's going to be okay. Um, And, and, you know, just just thinking about it, um, you know, we've got, with the exception of, um, you know, myself, Tommy Wright, Kevin Hill, um, you know, we return everybody. So, um, and, 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 and mind you, there, 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 also were some freshmen that had some very good potential that just weren't able to crack the lineup this year. Um, but there's no doubt that they'll be able to, you know, be successful in the future. Um, along with, you know, I look at guys like TJ Malone, Jack Trainer. those guys are, are future all Americans. Um, that are that are going to be phenomenal players and, and leave a leave a mark on the program um, that that is you know similar to mine and similar to Max and Chris Sabia and all those guys. So um, you know I, I think I think we're we're going to be okay. Um, and I think the, the the largest thing right is we still have um, you know coaching staff, which in my opinion um, is one of the best coaching staff if not the best in the country um, just because of the way um, I I look offensively, I look defensively, the way that they're willing to change their system based off of the personnel that they have around them. Um, You know, I I think a lot of coaches and I look at a lot of college teams and they they force players to play in a certain system because that's what they think is best. They don't necessarily put the players and build the system around them um, to be able to, you know, come out on Saturdays and, and, uh, you know, put the best product on the field possible. It's just whatever they want. So um, I I think our coaching staff is very evolving. And I think in this day and age, specifically in lacrosse, it's completely necessary um, to have that kind of coaching staff to be able to have success on the field.
0: Yeah, and, and you can tell just when you're watching you guys, it just seems very free and, and effortless, just sort of all of you building off of your uh, playing off of your strengths, rather. And um, clearly that led to a lot of success. So um, I've, I've, you know, I had no doubt uh, Penn State will, will continue to be great. And uh, maybe, you know, a lot of schools have their, uh, their specific number. You know, for a guy to wear, you know, maybe uh, number one is the new uh, Maryland number one. So who who knows? He definitely uh, did something special. So I think the program can definitely carry that momentum. Um, I'm wondering, you know, um, as you know, like we're saying, you know, probably one of the better players, you know, in in uh, in Penn State's history, and obviously one of the best in college going into this draft. I'm wondering, you know, as an attackman. And this may even apply to maybe high school, but I'm wondering who is the toughest defender you've had to match up against? You know, someone who, no matter what, he just seemed to have your number. And I know, I know, it's tempting to say nobody, but as an attackman, we have to tip our hats sometimes. So, uh, who have you found to give you the most trouble?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I look at I look at games in college, um, specifically in college, um. You know, the, the, the U Penn defender, Evan Schick, he, he was really good. His feet, for how big he is, were, were incredible. Um, he was very good. Um, I look at my younger years. Uh, Tim Muller was very good out of Maryland. Um, great feet as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the beauties in playing in the Big Ten and playing at Penn State. You know, we have such a tough strength to schedule um, that those really good defenders – you know, uh, I'm, I'm able to kind of see it week in and week out, and it's able – you know, there's the old saying, iron sharpens iron. And, um, you know, I, I think every defender that, that, you know, I played in in my in, in the season, specifically talking, you know, Big Ten and, and Ivy League, um, you know, they, they, they challenged me in, in, in different ways, and each one did. Um, but I think at the end of the day, right, it, it made me better. Um, so, you know, I, I, those two are probably – You know, up there um, with with definitely top two. Um, But, you know, I I really do think, you know, specifically, uh, as I said, in the the Big Ten and in the Ivies, right, I I faced a bunch of good defenders. And, you know, for me to say this guy was was the best, I don't think would be, um, you know, appropriate. Um, But I will say that all of them collectively – are extremely talented and, and helped me get a lot better, uh, as, as you know, my career went on.
0: Yeah. You, you mentioned Ivanchik from Penn. I actually played against him in high school. He was a total menace. Um, uh, definitely not somebody you wanted to dodge against. So hats off to you for dealing with that. Um, <laughs> so I saw, um, and we'll go, we'll, uh, we'll step away from lacrosse a little bit. I saw that you posted your Instagram story last week, as well as yesterday both the teaser posts for KaiGo's new songs the next one's out at midnight tonight uh I've noticed in almost all your videos you post Instagram you love the EDM tunes I had to throw it out because I'm doing you know I have to do my research the uh your high school uh highlight tape you posted not too long ago the, the how to love remix I didn't think anyone else knew that song that's a hidden gem I think uh I'm, I'm right there with you as a big fan of the genre so i'm wondering you know is that what you're bumping in your workout playlist or or uh wh- what are you listening to yeah
1: yeah i mean i i like i like uh edm music and um i actually when i work out i listen i actually tend to listen to podcasts when i work yeah. out okay um i just I, I just like listening to the conversation i, I Spitting Chiclets and and part of my take are are definitely you know two podcasts that I, I I listen to and then you know I'll listen to the Unbuckled Pod and 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 overtime overtime with with P Um, So yeah, I I don't really listen to you know if if I'm just like sitting around with my buddies, you know maybe we'll bump it. But um, yeah, I I it's weird. I actually just just put on a podcast. Um, and just kind of listen along and go through my workout. I don't, I don't love. Uh, I kind of, I find myself, you know, keep searching for songs to be able to play and stuff like that. So um, I find it distracting at times in a workout. while as, you know, when you just press a podcast, you know, you just play it for an hour and you know you're good to go.
0: Yeah, interesting. Definitely makes sense. What do you think of the uh, the last Cargo song?
1: Loved it loved it the yeah. the one that was released last
0: week yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. loved it yeah i mean i mean I, all the stuff i think one of the cool things i don't know if you've watched it kago's released on, on youtube kind of how he makes the songs and he goes through like on that all the instrumentals and stuff yeah. and how he you know finds the beats and stuff and hearing that was like like he, you uh he broke down like the higher love song yeah um uh, with Whitney Houston, and he, he explained how he got it, and all this stuff. It, it was it was pretty cool, and there was a, there was a nice tribute to Avicii um, that that he did uh, with it. So um, if you have time, definitely go give that a watch. It was pretty cool. My my buddy my buddy Robbie showed showed me that, and, and uh, yeah, pretty sweet, pretty cool stuff.
0: No, he's he's no, he's nothing shy of a wizard when it comes to the uh, piano. He he just he makes those songs like it's nothing. Uh, I, I, think I have seen that video too. And it, it is, it's pretty unreal to see those guys just go to work and how they put this stuff together. Um, I had to throw that in there. Just, I thought it was, uh, thought it was a worthy little, worthy little nugget. Um, so speaking of you know, entertainment and, uh, and things like that with the last dance dominating Twitter over the last month and finally concluding this past Sunday, I gotta ask, are you team LeBron or team Jordan? I've been Team Jordan since the beginning. All right, there we go. Um,
1: yeah, there, I mean, there's no debate, right? I mean, everybody, everybody's thinking about this, and what, what I will say is, is LeBron may have more raw talent and athleticism, um, but I think what the Jordan documentary proved is Jordan's will to win was it, – it was just absurd. Like, Unmatched. He, he, he wouldn't – he, he he would refuse to, to see losing as an option and um, you know and I think I think the biggest thing uh, or one of the biggest things is right he, he did it in Chicago and he stayed in Chicago yes he had a phenomenal supporting cast around him right but he didn't he didn't need to go anywhere to get that supporting cast they wanted to come play with him so uh, I, I think, I think from a respect factor there's nobody respected more maybe Tiger Woods um in any sport that, than Michael.
0: Yeah, those those are those are good points. I definitely I, I agree with you that. I think it's just an aura around him that you really just can't you can't match and it's rather ridiculous to see some of the stuff he says in that documentary and, and it's just nonchalant for him. It's He's just ridiculously. It was like insane. He was just so insanely competitive.
1: Yeah, I will say, and and, uh, you know, there there have been a lot of things like, you know, asking about you know whether or not he was basically an asshole or not, and and, you know, to some, some he may be, and um, you know, I I look at it, and uh, you know, I I look some of the greatest in sport, um, you know, everybody kind of, the, the best kind of have that mentality. And to those that don't like him, think of him like that. Um, but the, to those that, you know, respect him said, yes, he may have, you know, stepped over the line a few times, but you know, you can do that when you're, when you're him. So, yeah. uh, you know, thinking about Tom Brady and, um, you know, Kobe Bryant and, and all those guys, right. They weren't, they weren't always the most liked, but they were certainly respected. And, um, you know, I think that style of leadership, you know, it's, it's, it, it only works for a few people and, uh, Michael's definitely one of those guys.
0: Yeah, no. And, um, it, it, it's definitely, you know, you on the point you said, whether, whether he's an asshole or not, he won six times. So I'd like to think he got his team to build a route, ra- uh, to, uh, rally around him in uh in some way so i'm with you on that debate i had to ask it's it's all over considering all the talk shows yeah. just like to talk and um speaking of the nba you know you're uh you're from pennsylvania are you uh are you a sixers guy or you know it might be rumors that it's starting up again soon so yeah
1: um i mean technically yes i'm a sixers guy i'm gonna be honest i'm not a huge nba fan Okay. Um, I, I i like i would if I was gonna pick, I would rather watch college basketball any day of the week. Um, For sure. But uh, yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge basketball guy. So um, definitely like watching the highlights and the footwork because I think it applies to my sport. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not a huge, huge NBA fan. I, in fact, like it all. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm more of a dislike of the NBA
0: than anything. All right. And speaking of basketball. We saw yesterday or the day before, Kark released his interview with Pat Spencer, sort of breaking down the whole uh, the whole storyline with basketball. You were obviously playing in uh, the NCA at the same time of him, and you were both Toriton finalists. It was sort of uh, an up for grabs with who would get it. Um, you know, I'm curious. What did, what did you think about that whole situation and uh, his decision? I mean, you know, just talking
1: to him. Um down down in dc um you you, you could just you could just tell like that That, that's his that's his first love and um you know from you know i love lacrosse and and say i was you know playing a different sport in college and um you know lacrosse was my first love uh you know if i had the opportunity um to, to play another sport in college but but at the end you know was able to play lacrosse again i probably would do the same thing so um you know i definitely understand it uh and and will never bash him for that um i'm, I'm honestly just more impressed at it than, than anything yeah um you know i always i always knew he was a great athlete just because of his on-field ability um but, you know, to dominate in the Big Ten is, is not an easy task from a basketball perspective, from, from any sport, not. really. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, one of, the, if not the strongest, you know, conference in sports and college sports. But, um, you know, to do it in basketball after, you know, not playing for four years is certainly something that, you know, I can tip my cap
0: to. Yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty sweet interview uh, hearing sort of a lot of that that he hasn't really spoken to anybody about. And uh, you could definitely tell that he he's he's got it first of all, but two obviously we all know he's incredibly competitive and he's got that edge. So, we'll see how he does. Wish him the best of luck. Uh, one last question. I know you love your you love your your Nittany Lions, you trade nothing else than to play there. But with all these guys flying around to different programs now with sort of the extra year, uh, throwing a wrench into things. Uh, who are some guys that you really liked their game that you you know you wish you could have gotten a year to play with? Maybe.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really really good question. Um, you know, I, I I look at you know specifically from an off ball perspective. Um, you know, I look at like Mac Gaudette from Yale. I'm I'm not a huge you know he he definitely gotten some. And um, you know, wasn't a huge fan of the way that, that that all worked out. But he's definitely a really good player, so so he's definitely one. Um, and then and then you know, obviously, I would love to play with some off-ball guys. But at, but at the same time, I, I think it would be cool to play with um, you know guys like Sowers and um, you know T and you know all, all these guys, Bernhardt, um that that are that are really really great great players. Um, and, you know, more importantly, uh, great guys, but, you know, I think I could learn a lot from them, um, you know, playing alongside of them. I think that's one of the big reasons why I'm so excited to play with Tom Schreiber. Um, not necessarily, uh, for, for any other reason, but to really just learn from him, yeah. um, and, and really try to, you know, use some of the things that he does so well in his game, maybe in mine. And, um, you know, I think, I think from, a. uh, from a college lacrosse perspective, you know, the talent in the league is, is probably at, a, at an all-time high, especially from an offensive standpoint. So there are so many guys that I think I would love to play with just because um, I, I think their talent is so much and that I could learn a lot from it and, and maybe be able to, you know, incorporate some of their game into mine.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday, just how absurd next season is going to be with, with all the, the sort of the guys being spread out. Now you've got almost an entire team of Furman athletes, which is incredibly unfortunate, um, ready yep. to, you know, put their name in the hat and go somewhere else as well. Uh, speaking of someone like Sowers, what was your initial reaction when he said he was going to go to down to Durham?
1: Um, you know, I, I definitely wanted him to uh stay at penn state um stay or stay with penn state and stay you know in pennsylvania um you know i know that we were in conversation uh, with him but um you know i listen i i know that that mike is is a good dude first and foremost and i know that um he, he would make a decision based off what's best and what's in the best interest for him and his family so um you know i don't i don't want to judge at all or anything like that um you know i'm super pumped for him to be able to continue on his career I, I know um you know it's going to be awesome to see him and hopefully he'll be able to you know get a get a final four run um and, and be able to you know potentially bring home some some uh some bling but um you know he, he's a he's a good guy good friend um and you know i wish he was putting on you know the navy blue and white next year <laughs> but um you know he will it'll be fine in royal blue and uh you know he, he'll still be doing great things um you know hopefully hopefully penn state will be able to take duke down uh in the playoffs and and uh you know penn state will be the one hoisting the trophy at the end of the year
0: yeah definitely everyone everyone will be rooting for uh at least penn state i think duke is sort of just continuing to be that uh that evil villain in the, in the league, especially now that they added, you know, obviously somebody like Sauer. So a lot of teams will have to be on the lookout for, and it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be unreal to watch. And, yeah, um, yeah. sort of just wrap, just to, uh, sort of wrap it up, you know, um, you know, now that you've made it to the league, you know, you're, you're going to be in the pros, you know, you've been talking to some of the, some of the guys you're trying to work on your game, you know, you know the star. You know a lot of the star players like to sort of deflect a lot of the attention. But be honest. You know what? What are some of the you know your personal goals as a player, sort of in this tournament, but obviously going forward the next few years? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question.
1: Um, I I, I kind of talked about it in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I look at this league and I look at the PLL as, um, and I look at guys on the team. And a lot of guys are were, were true role role models for me um, growing up, um, and, and I've spoken about that before. You know, being you know trying to to absorb as much information as possible. You know, I talked about it with Tom, um, but I but I kind of said it in the beginning. Um, I think my 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 number one goal is to earn respect from from those guys, from the guys that, you know, I looked up to when I was younger, um, you know, guys like Paul, guys like Kyle Harrison, guys like um, Rob, you know, Tom, you know, all, all these guys um, that do it so well and then, um, you know, earn respect from my teammates i said um from what i do on the field and then and then earn respect from from the guys that i really you know tried to mold my game around um you know when i was younger um if i if i'm if i'm able to do that i'll call that you know a success um put awards aside put points aside put everything like that um you know i think having respect for Gaining respect for someone is, is probably one of the greatest things that you can you can do as an athlete um, to be able to get respect from another athlete. So, um, you know, that that's probably my number one goal. And the only way that I'm going to do that is, uh, you know, to put my nose down and continue to keep working. And then, you know, come come July, uh, mid, mid to late July, um, you know, strap it up. And hopefully by that time, I'll be ready to go and just be able to just press play.
0: Absolutely. You know, first step is, you know, always team sort of chemistry and and everyone being on the same page. And that's that's obviously super important. And, you know, you know, by doing so you had a ton of great memories at Penn State, you were able to dominate there. And, you know, I think everybody's only rooting for you at at the next stage. So I'm wishing you the best of luck with all of that. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, taking time during your uh, your drive, but also your just incredibly busy schedule. Uh, this week to talk to me. Uh, this was awesome.
1: No worries. No worries. Thank you for having me on. It's it's a pleasure talking. Great questions. Good conversation. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. From one from one lax rat to another, I appreciate it. I hope, <laughs> we, can, I hope we can speak again soon. Um, and again, wishing you the best of luck. Um, you know, just keep put, putting up those reps and um, enjoy the Kygo album when it comes out next week because I know I will be. <laughs>
1: yeah you too man thanks (laughs) thanks for the call i appreciate it
0: you got it grant amen everybody the archer's newest weapon on attack thanks again man stay healthy later you got it so there you have it everybody grant amen like i said the archer's newest edition he'll be using this time wisely right now before the tournament getting himself prepared and ready as you heard uh no doubt he'll be able to do so and uh, be ready to go once the tournament comes around and do some damage. Uh, a great conversation, really thankful he was able to join me, and I hope you enjoyed uh, some of the insight he gave and those personal little stories that he was also willing to share. So, again, if you enjoyed this podcast, this interview, please share it, retweet it on Twitter, do whatever it is you, uh, you feel necessary, because uh, I really enjoyed it and had a great time, and uh, hopefully others can enjoy it as well. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Tyler Cunnington, signing off.